welcome to Law of Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for listening in on my podcast where I get to interview amazing people who are so inspiring to me. And what I'm hearing from many of you, they're inspiring to you too. So I'm so, so grateful to get this out to the world. So today's guest is, her name is Sophia Traeger, and she is known as the Radical Pleasurist. Who wouldn't want that? She is a women's pleasure and intimacy coach where she helps women shift from pleaser to pleasure. And I just adore this woman. She actually is going to be speaking to my meetup group um, next month in October. I'm super excited about that, but I'm here to have her share her journey and her powerful manifestation skills. So thank you so much, Sophia, for being here. Thank you, Michelle. I am thrilled. Thank you. And I, I, one thing, let's just first talk about for a minute how you manifested even getting on this right now and my meetup, because that was kind of a funny story. <laughs> well, first, I should ask if I'm allowed to curse. <laughs> yes, that's totally fine. Tony <laughs> Robbins does it. Why can't we? <laughs> Because that's part of the story. Um, I am so thrilled that we get to be in conversation together because I adore you as well. And the more that you and I interact, the more that I see that you are a gift from God to me and that we are kindred spirits. So I am just ecstatic. Thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honored. Talk about manifestation. Woo. Uh, I received an email from you a few days ago stating that you were going to teach again, which was just so exciting for me to read. And in that moment, divine inspiration came so quickly and strongly. And before I even had a thought, I sent a message to you through Meetup and I said, Hey, just checking in. We never ended up having the podcast interview and I'm manifesting like a motherfucker right now with my pleasure and intimacy immersion. And I'd love for you. I think I said something like I'm interested in you inviting me to be, (laughs) (laughs) to be a speaker for your meetup. And not that much time passed by maybe a few minutes and you were texting me saying yes and yes. Because I had a cancellation. Actually, one of my speakers canceled on me that day. And I have to also tell you, Sophie, I didn't say this last night, but I, I don't usually see those meetup messages that, that quickly. So <laughs> it all just was divine. Okay, go on. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really it. Just all of this lining up is so familiar to me. And it's and it just... I'm just not surprised anymore. I just sit in my joy and peace whenever these things happen. I mean, with your person canceling and just, it was incredible. And it's that moment. I really want to emphasize that moment of divine inspiration. It's not words. It's Mm -hmm. just, I got a hit and it said, message this woman, just do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I mean, obviously I didn't care what I was writing. <laughs> it was very, I mean, it came from my soul. It was, um, it was full of love and I, and I, I didn't really care what 
happen. I didn't care if you responded or not. It's just, I, in that moment had to reach out to you. I love it. And thank you for that. And thank you for listening to that inspiration. (laughs) And you never know where this is going. You never know what you shared today is going to influence someone who's listening. But what I want to start with, if you don't mind sharing your journey on how you started coming into this way of thinking with the law of attraction. Hmm. Oh my goodness. It keeps coming and I I have the words for it now and I understand it better now that I've always been living by the law of attraction we all are and it keeps coming back to these moments of divine inspiration where I will receive a a feeling or just I'll just know that I have to do something. And what was happening throughout much of my life as a kid and as an adult is I wouldn't listen to it. I had these um, many feelings in my life that I was missing something, that something wasn't right, that I was on autopilot or somebody else was controlling my life. And I was very unhappy for a very long time. I thought that I was chronically depressed and anxiety started to creep in and body pain started to creep in. This is such a common story for so many people. But I also recall and I think about and reflect upon a lot those moments in my life when this inspiration would come and I would listen and I would leap forward not knowing if there was going to be something under me to walk upon, I would just leap forward and have this incredible faith. And those were the moments that created some of the most magical, powerful, impactful experience of my life. And not just for me, for every person that engaged in these experiences. I mean, I've done I've done things and accomplished things and created things that had I thought about it, it would never have happened. It w- they were total leaps of faith and it all started with a deep desire. Mm-hmm. So everything somehow has a seed of deep desire. And now I believe that it's not just a deep desire that has manifested everything that I've dreamed of up until this point, it's also being in service that I've noticed a very strong connection between not just having a deep desire that's, I want to say selfish, and I don't use that in a derogatory way, uh, just something that would make me feel really good and would bring me joy and pleasure. And right now, all I want in life is peace. It's something I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's the umbrella for everything else for joy and love. And well, it's really love. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to me, it's all synonymous joy, love, peace, happiness, pleasure. They're the same thing to me. They all produce the same feeling. Mm-hmm. And so 
anything that I've ever truly wanted and came in an effortless way and manifested effortlessly through the right people coming into my life, the right opportunities coming into my life. And it never felt like work. Even if I was working all the time, I used to think that I needed 10 hours of sleep. I mean, I used to have all these beliefs about myself and how to live life. I need to eat this way or sleep. And that's none of it is true. As long as my heart is open and I am following these divine crumbs of inspiration, I am energized all the time. Even when I feel ridiculously tired physically, I can snap out of that if there's more that is coming to me in this in this way. And so every time that that has happened effortlessly, it was very closely tied uh, with service mm-hmm. and came from this place of joy, which is very different from being a pleaser, which is why that's my tagline, mm-hmm. that there's a energetic, full body sensation difference between approaching life as a pleaser and approaching life in service and um, from joy. Right. You know, the Dalai Lama wrote a book, him, well, it, someone wrote a book with him and uh, Desmond Tutu, the book of joy. I'm not sure if you've read that. It's so good because mm-hmm. they talk about how true joy comes from compassion for others and helping others. That's where true joy is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a nurse all these years, I had so much satisfaction from my career as a nurse because I was able to give on a regular basis and doing what I'm doing now is even more so. You're right. It's 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 about how can I serve others? And that's where true joy comes from. Mm-hmm. Well, it took me quite a number of years and quite some purification in terms, you know, thinking of the phoenix that, you know, I had to die multiple deaths and rise from the ashes multiple times through the trials and the pain and the suffering and living in this autopilot way where I was taught to live by obligation and duty instead of by following divine inspiration, following my heart, following um, my joy. I was taught to, the only thing that mattered was to work hard, to hustle, that uh, intuition didn't matter. That word was never even used in my life. Feelings and emotions didn't matter. There was, it was very linear. It was very one-pointed. And, um, what was your turning point then? At what point did you start to take life into your own hands and listen to your intuition and even have conversations about your intuition? When did that change? I can trace, I can trace it back. I mean, there's so, been so many moments in my life and I just want to say before I forget, cause I almost lost my train of thought. I am a trained therapist. I was a therapist for a long time. And as a therapist, I was a pleaser. 
I wasn't helping people or supporting people through the spirit of service. I was doing it because I had no idea what else to do. That was the path that I don't want to say I didn't choose because I did choose it, but I really did not choose that path because I wasn't coming from a place of love. It was coming from fear and darkness and ego. I, you know, I wanted to be in private practice and I wanted to make a lot of money. And I, you know, I wanted all of these uh, accolades and, and I actually achieved quite a bit in my life. I'm a published author uh, in the field of marriage and family therapy, which is what my master's degree is in and with a specialty in sex therapy. So I was on that path for a long time. Uh, you know, do like, what's the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, all that bullshit. And mm-hmm. um, the the turning point for that, and actually going through that was very important. I went to an amazing graduate school that I had ultimately chosen, really truly chose because I didn't want to compromise on that part of my life it's a very it's a very interesting story. I started off in grad school in New York City, which is where I grew up, and chose a school that was very comfortable and I felt that I was compromising myself and that's when I had my first existential crisis. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was in my mid twenties and I said i i nothing feels good. What's wrong with me? Why can't I just feel good and that divine inspiration came and I had sort of a breakdown and I said, I chose incorrectly. I have to, I have to leave. And I dropped out of grad school, which was unheard of for someone like me at that time in my life. When I made a commitment, it didn't matter how painful or how unhappy I was. I sticked with it and I dropped out of grad school. So that was a very big deal in my life. And I ended up going to the best grad school in my field at the time. And I moved out of New York City, not knowing that I would never go back. And it became clear to me probably a year in. And I was living in the Midwest. It was a very different experience um, that I wouldn't go back to New York City, that that wasn't my, that wasn't my vibe. And I always felt out of place there. So that was the first major decision. Well, actually, no, I lived in Italy in college. That was a really big, there's so many stories that I could tell. We can go on forever and ever. Um, just trying to pinpoint like super hallmarks. So going to grad school in the Midwest, following through with that, really experiencing a tremendous amount of healing. So much karma was healed going through this grad program and accomplishing everything and more that I wanted to accomplish. And then afterwards, I was just satisfied. But I was still on this path of I'm going to be in private practice, and I'm going to have a conventional life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so far from conventional. Mm-hmm. And um, went through some serious trials and um, just bringing me to my knees, uh, going, I had a ton of money, and I went broke. And I had a master's degree and couldn't find a job and so much humility um, I experienced. And I dove into the world of meditation and it saves my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So meditation is a huge, 
huge part of my life where I don't necessarily sit on a cushion for, you know, 15 minutes a day. I meditate every moment of every waking moment. <laughs> I'm going to try to meditate when I sleep. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm meditating every, <laughs> every awesome. week. Let me know. Yeah. Um, which just means that I am present. I am present to what is happening. And really the only thing I'm present to is my thoughts because that is what's really ruling everything. So I'm present and aware of every single thought and internal experience that moves across the movie screen. I take mm -hmm. nothing for granted as far as my thoughts and sensations. You know, you're such an inspiration because one year, every year I do a vision board. And one year my vision board was like, I just want to be peace. I mean, everything is about peace and just being like, I was fully in this. I want my whole year. I don't want any expectations. I want to go with wherever love guides me and be completely in the flow. And that's still my goal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I see you radiate that. And you even said you did um, 365 days of affirmations on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm doing my 365 days of joy on um, Facebook and YouTube as well. And it's, um, but it's, it's both of us have that same idea of just be in the moment and just trust this, this, the flow and trust the divine and where we're going. And that's, that's so peaceful being in that knowing. And, um, so that's really awesome that that's what you are doing. Mm, preach sister. I, I mean, we are coming together together at a very profound moment in my life because, um, I, I am feeling so much peace and it is consistent. It is not just this momentary, you know, I took a breath and I feel peace. I feel complete peace at this moment. And I decided just a few months ago that, well, actually it was a year ago, almost exactly a year ago where I said, I will suffer no more. <laughs> I will suffer no more. And I did not know what that meant. I did not know how it would manifest. All I, I, I declared it. There was, I had a revelation and I declared it and I said, I will suffer no more. And <laughs> after that happened, so much, so many beautiful teachers came into my life in the form of relationships. And I actually experienced a profound grief. And that grief brought me to my greatest manifestation of my life. And it will continue until the last breath that I take. And it is connecting with God. Mm. Finally, unequivocally, without doubt, knowing that I am taken care of mm -hmm. at every moment and feeling this, it, it really moves me to speak about this, feeling this divine presence at all times, at every moment. And finally, being in a space 
where I have everything that I need. I, I have everything that I want. And really all that I want is peace and to be completely in love with myself and with everything in this physical world. Mm. And from oh my that, gosh. <laughs> yes. It, yes. Is, it is it, it is just, it's, yeah. well what now and the thing is I I fully get you and I um, I'm so grateful that I've reached that too. But how, you know, people who are listening, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening like, well, I want some of that. Like, mm-hmm. how do I get that? Right. Mm-hmm. And because um, I know if I were in a bad place and I've been in bad places in my mm-hmm. life, I'd be latching onto this conversation like, I want that too. Mm-hmm. So what, yes. what can you give to people who are listening to help them reach that place? What would you recommend or mm-hmm. what love can you offer them? Yes. I recall. This is something I've always wanted. That's first of all, we talked about desire. This is something that I've always wanted and it has been cloaked in all these other desires, you know, like the desire for soulmate, desire to have a million dollars. Those are all veils. They're all disguises. Not that it's bad to want those things, but really when I got down to it and distilled it, it was, it's peace and love. That's all I've ever wanted. And peace and love for me is God. I mean, this is a funny conversation because I feel like I'm coming out. I mean, I'm talking about God all the time. I'm talking about Jesus. I was not raised Christian, none of that. It's just these, Mm -hmm. and Buddha, like these divine masters who inspire me, the qualities of them. And um, that's all I've ever sought. I sought God. I sought community. And in community, why do we see community and relationships? My my specialty is relationships in this world and intimacy. This is what I teach people. That's how I teach people and suffering using the vehicle of relationships and intimacy and pleasure and sexuality and all those things. And so I sought all those things, community and belonging, because community reflects love and God back to me. That's the only reason. And I know that now I didn't have the... Actually, I've never ever said that before in my life. This was the first time I ever said that because I have this very clear understanding of what that means and what that is for me. And so I sought God all my life. So that is, you know, isn't that law of attraction 101? You have the desire. <laughs> yeah. You have the strong desire and it's unwavering. It's unwavering. I've had this desire my entire life. Since I was a child, everything that I did, everything I played, I realize now was seeking God. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just I can't wait to re-listen to this podcast because I've never said these things before. Yeah, yeah. It was that strong I, desire. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I used to have people come to my group because I've been teaching my meet meetup group for six years, and you know, people usually come to the group because they they watch the movie The Secret or they read the book The Secret. And I always tell people that is I teach at such a deeper level because what I teach is that divine connection. Now, some people don't believe in that and that's fine, but it's still that feeling of love. Everybody gets that. Everybody knows what love is and everybody craves love. We crave it. And when we die as a hospice nurse, I saw it over and over again. The only thing that mattered is love. 
And, you know, I'm writing a book about that right now about the lessons I learned from my dying patients because it always comes down to love. That's all that matters. Love and the divine energy. And divine energy is pure love. Yes. And I've had an awakening where I connected with that. And this is why I think, um, Sophia, I think we really get each other. And I don't take it for granted how lucky I am to connect to that energy. But it's true. We don't need anything else but that. No. But life is fun. So why not see what God can give you? Like in many well, ways, right? There's another, there, there, you just mentioned another piece to it. So you have this unwavering desire, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and through life, and it's beautiful, through life you will experience suffering and pain when you don't listen to the divine inspiration. And those experiences are just as important as the moments that you do because then you have this very clear contrast and 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 you and we need that as humans we we live in this world of duality so we need to see the contrast and ultimately what brought me to this moment right now is profound suffering is profound grief and also the ability to remember all those moments in my life. I made so many lists where I was able to reflect on how I've manifested all of these beautiful things in my life and how I've manifested all the pain and suffering. I actually asked for it mm-hmm. subconsciously. I said, and, and now I asked for it too, except it's conscious. I say, Show me all my fear. Show me Mm. all the darkness. Show me all the ways that I am blocking. Tempt me. Do whatever it takes. I will not leave this circle of peace. Tempt me. And Mm. so it's it's, it's coming in a pretty gentle way, actually. I think because I've had a lot of darkness and a lot of suffering where now I am seeing the temptations. I am seeing the ways that life is trying to distract me. And it makes me laugh because it's like, oh, gosh, that doesn't even matter. I'm staying on course with this. I'm staying on course with being connected to God. And what that produces is complete trust and safety, complete trust and safety. And a few months ago, I decided that I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender to the flow of life. I'm going to whatever comes up, whatever shows up, I'm going to say yes to, mm-hmm. regardless of what my personal preferences are, because I don't trust those anymore. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I, do, I just don't. Um, right. That does not mean that I don't have boundaries. I actually have very strong, loving boundaries. And that doesn't mean that I don't say no. I do say no. I'm just more curious now when I do receive a no, just to make sure that it's not fear that is motivating the no, that it's just a no. And so I'm playing right now. I'm experimenting with that. And surrendering has been incredible. I have mm-hmm. complete trust. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if y'all can imagine that, even for a moment, what that can feel like, what that can do for you in your life to have complete trust. Mm-hmm. 
That is my guiding light. Yeah. (laughs) With that trust, especially as an entrepreneur now, like I have absolute trust and faith that my life is going to be fantastic because I'm not in charge of where I'm going. I trust the divine to guide me and I will just listen and I will follow the breadcrumbs. I will say yes. And again, like you, I will also sit in those dark moments and I will meditate on just, I always say when I meditate, I'm like, just help me see all of me. Mm -hmm. I want to know all of me because There's some dark spaces and I've fought those dark spaces for years, which turned into, you know, addictions and, and denial and like, I don't want to face it. And after my divorce, he said, no more, I'm not going to hide from me anymore. I'm going to face my fears. And what happened was, which probably happened with you is when I faced it and I sat with it, it wasn't as scary as I thought. And it actually got me closer to that divine loving energy. It, it, that's what led me to my awakening was I was willing to be in the pain. Yes. So I, I would love, love, I love this yes. conversation. We could seriously talk all day, Sophia, but I am going to probably end it here. And it's such a high note. I'm like, I'm so high right now. Mm-hmm. This is so great. I, and I hope people who listen, you know, really just listen with their own heart to this mm-hmm. and open mind and, know that we all have this ability to connect the way you and I've connected. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Sophia, if people want to get in touch with you, because for one, you're amazing. And I, I'm so glad that you're my friend. Um, how would they get in touch with you? I think the best way is I really am loving Facebook. I've come to come to terms with Facebook as divine inspiration too. Um, find me on Facebook, connect with me, friend me. I post, I've been posting these really inspired thoughts that I'm having and loving it. Um, Mm -hmm. They are really great. Please connect with me through radicalpleasurist.com and sign up for my newsletter. I post every week inspiring, again, God-driven words that are just coming out of me and really touching the hearts of, of people. So sign up for my newsletter. Awesome. I'm going to sign up right after we hang up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Sophia. And thank you everyone for listening. Um, If you are someone who wants to share your story or are just inspired by this and want to learn more about me or Sophia, you can go to my website at uh, www.com michelle-joy.com and that's m-i-c-h-e-l-e-j-o-y.com and i will post sophia's website on this link as well and um i'm just so grateful for you so grateful thank you thank you sister thank you well you all have a wonderful wonderful day and happy manifesting 